We're back. Why don't we talk a little bit about what's been going on in this last year? I just sold my house. I know, I sold your house. <laughs> I got slapped with reality. Separated over two years ago. I've told you before, I bought, sold. Now I went through separation, went through a divorce. Oh, emotions. And now I rent out my basement and I'm a landlord as well. So fortunately, like when you're going through a separation, you can't time the market. Welcome to the Where to Begin in Real Estate podcast with your hosts, Maggie and Agnes. We're back and ready to give you our unfiltered opinions on all things real estate and life. We're back. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Me too. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to season two. A lot has happened. So much has happened. So exciting. You're back in Burlington. Yep. Took two years to get here. We've been talking about this forever. The day yep. that we like live around the corner from each other. It's amazing. <laughs> Pretty much your second house now. Oh yeah. I'm here all the time. Know the password. Just yep. walk right in. Yeah. Now we have our office space, which is so exciting in yep. our podcast room. Yeah. Why don't we talk a little bit about what's been going on in this last year? Okay. Let's start with you. Okay. So you're, why did you move here? So separated over two years ago. Thought that the process was going to be smooth and easy, but unfortunately I got slapped with reality. It took over two years. Um, finally was able to move to Burlington and now just focusing on work and the kids and just, yeah, just a whirlwind of emotions. How about you? And you sold your house. And you sold, yeah, about that. You sold my house. I know I sold your house. <laughs> Yeah, that, that process was, big... was interesting too. Yeah, that was your first time selling. Yes. And? Was it was, I feel like it was a little bit bittersweet, the whole thing. You know, it was every single day a different emotion. Um, you know, the market was a little bit unpredictable at that time. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. like when you're going through a separation, you can't time the market. You kind of have to sell when you have to sell. Yeah. So in my case, I wish I could have sold it a few months earlier, but I think we did pretty good. I think we did pretty good. Yeah. No, we did a great job. Yeah. It could have went completely different yeah. had we gone with our original offer. Yeah. But no, I'm happy with how it worked out. No, I think it worked out great. Yeah. Yeah. And you moved here and now you're in a new home and your kids are in a new neighborhood and you're so happy. Totally. And it's like a really good perspective just to even give clients selling in this market yeah. and how that looks like. Yeah. And then moving to a completely different city and navigating all that. It's just been really interesting. And I think it just helps with my business in general. Yeah. It makes you service your clients better. I say that all the time. Like I've told you before, I've bought sold. Now I went through separation, went through a divorce and the experience that I can, that I have has given me, I think an edge with my clients because it's like, I've literally been there and now I rent out my basement and I'm a landlord as well. So it's like, I've done it all. And like you said, the process takes so much longer and there's so many aspects of it that I did not know. Like you have to be separated for a year before you can file for a divorce. It takes so long, even if you are getting along and amicable, like in my situation, um, just to get all the paperwork done before. And I was different than you. We split our assets and I took the house, um, as part of like my split in the divorce and kept it. But then 
that whole process of transferring over title and all that stuff that you've been helping me with. Yeah. Um, having that firsthand experience now, if my clients go through it, like I literally know every single step, what it's like. Yeah, definitely. And just, you know, prior to going through this whole situation, I have clients reach out to me and they're like, I'm separating. I'm ready to sell my house. I'm ready to, you know, buy a new house. I'm ready to maybe find a rental and whatever the situation is. And that's not how it works. And now I can like explain that firsthand. And I wasn't even married. Yeah. Right. But I had kids involved. So it was a little bit different. So you had Mm -hmm. to legally wait the whole one year. Whereas I was just in a battle. Yeah. Yeah. Yours was different. Yeah. You didn't have to wait the one year period that I did. Yeah. So yeah. If you are going through the process, just know like it's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's not something that's going to happen like a month from now. It's something Mm -hmm. that you have to be patient with. Yeah. You have to be patient with, even if you are amicable. Yeah. And just this market. Yeah. That as well. This market's been very interesting this year. Super interesting. Yeah. I read um, an article by rentals.ca. So they actually released a report stating that rent has increased 1.8% month over month in Canada. So over the last three months between May and August, asking rents in Canada have increased by 5.1% or by an average of one point three or sorry, $103 per month. It's crazy. Yeah. The rental market's insane. It's wild. And here's a local fact, um, because you work mainly in the Halton area. Rent in Oakville, Ontario is up 23.1% annually to $3,007. That's the fourth highest in Canada. That's crazy. In Oakville. And I'm sure that kind of distributes in the surrounding areas as well. Like I'm in Burlington and it's pretty crazy here too. Absolutely. You know, and we're seeing this because of record high population growth. We're seeing this with affordability issues. Um, It's really hard to qualify for a mortgage right now. Yeah. Yeah, there's more renters than ever. Um, there's less first-time home buyers. So I just read an article in the Globe and Mail, and it says for most couples, the home is their biggest asset, which we know, and the timing of the sale becomes all important, like we were just talking about. So some homeowners who purchase at the height of the market during the pandemic may not be able to sell for the same amount today. In that case, for one or both spouses might favor putting off the sale with the hope of fetching a higher price later. So really, is this just making people stay together or which I think we're seeing sometimes or one time, like we've seen this a lot with our clients where one of the spouses will stay on title for a year or two in hopes that interest rates will drop and the affordability will be easier for the other person keeping the house. Well, think about it. If you bought during the pandemic and you snagged like a 1.5% interest rate, but you bought your house for a million dollars. Yeah. And then you separate now and interest rates are in the high 6%. What are you going to do? It's way harder to qualify. Mm-hmm. You're going to sell your house for way less money. Yeah. So you're kind of in this situation, you know, if your income isn't very high, what are your options? Are you going to move in with your parents Are you going to move into a rental? What if there's children involved? There's a lot of different factors. Like like we're reading Oakville is the fourth highest in rent in all of Canada. That's insane. How are people separating and even just affording rent 
And like how competitive is the rental market? Rent probably is more than their mortgage was together potentially or the same. And then there was a dual income. Then you're going to a single income. Or if you keep the house, like I did in my situation, you have to qualify on your own, which like I know there's a spousal bio program, which is great. But can you even qualify with these interest rates for that same mortgage on your by yourself? Okay, let's just touch on spousal buyout for yeah. a moment, because in theory, it sounds like a wonderful program that the government has created, but let's just like dissect it a little bit. So spousal buyout program, typically in a regular refinance, you can only refinance 80% of the equity in your home. So the spousal buyout program allows you to access 95%. So, okay. wow, amazing, right? However you got to be able to qualify for that new mortgage. Right now, if you make $100,000 a year, you're not qualifying for much. Yeah. Throw a car payment in there, that's lowering it even more. So you really have to make a lot of money right now on paper to qualify. And it's really hard. There's also, you know, you both have to be on title. You have to be married or common law. When you um, access that money to buy out your spouse, it's only able, you're only able to use it to buy them out Mm -hmm. or to pay off any joint debts. So it's not like you could take this money and like spend it on other things like a new car or a renovation or anything like that. So, but you're also taking it out of your house. So then your mortgage is going up, right? Like you're taking equity out essentially to do that. So that doesn't always make sense. Or going back to before, you then have to be approved for that higher mortgage amount, which a single income is already high, like hard enough. Exactly. Enough. So what are people doing? Like I know I rented my basement out. So when I took over my house to alleviate the bigger mortgage, I've rented in my basement out. And that's been a great option for me because I loved my house. I didn't want to move. I obviously like weighed all the options, me moving to downsize or a different area I would actually be paying a larger mortgage than offsetting it with rent in the basement. That made sense for me. Um, Like, are you seeing anything else different? I'm seeing a lot of co-signing, which is already popular, but I'm seeing it a lot more now, but also parents just gifting a ton of money. A lot of these boomers are sitting on a lot of equity. um, So they're gifting it to their children because it is really difficult. I mean, not that long ago, there was no stress test. Now Mm -hmm. people are stress testing in the high seven, high eights. So it's really difficult to qualify. So if you're able to at least put a large lump sum of money down, Mm -hmm. then your mortgage is smaller, a little bit easier to qualify. Um, But what you're doing, I think, is just a really great strategy and owner-occupied rental. So you live maybe upstairs, you rent out the basement, maybe you can buy a triplex and rent out two of the units, you live in one. The only issue with that is it all sounds great in theory, but it really depends on where you live. So if you are somebody who works remote, it's a little bit easier to maybe move to Sarnia. Or Windsor and snag one of these properties and not have such a large mortgage, but it's a lot more difficult to do that in the GTA. So a lot more people right now, I think, are renting just because they aren't able to qualify. If you have a co-signer, you have somebody that's able to give you money, that's great. It's still a great time to get into the market. It's always great to build equity and, you know own a home or own a rental, own an investment, but it is difficult. 
You know, like, are you still seeing a lot of people looking for rentals? Like, what are you primarily? I am, but there's less rental properties right now. So like right now in Milton specifically, because, you know, I work with my mom and she has a high volume in Milton. And what we're seeing in Milton is because there's so much new development and there's so many stacked townhomes. There's the most townhomes on the market that we've ever historically seen because investors are dumping them because they were rental properties. But then what is happening is people that are going to actually occupy it are buying it up. So the rental market itself, I think we're, is being, you know, there's like less prop, there's going to be less properties in the next year because so many investors right now are dumping their properties because their mortgage has gone up and they can't charge rents that are going to match what their mortgage is. So just mm-hmm. financially doesn't make sense for a lot of investors right now. So we are seeing people like people renting more than ever, but then there's going to be supply issue. Mm -hmm. Like there already is, but I think the supply issue for rentals is going to get worse. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing in terms of just like, what are people wanting when there's getting an application? Like are people asking for like six months up front? Some people are. Yeah. And that's insane. Yeah. Cause then that could be like a down payment. So Oakville. $3,000 $3,000 yeah. a month is oh, the average. So, but 3,000 would be, you know, maybe like a townhome or something like a detached. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in Burlington, um, a detached home is four grand up, you know, I know rent is very expensive. <laughs> I know, <laughs> especially too, like if you have a family, yeah. Right. Like I have, case. I have two kids. I can't just live in a one bedroom home. You know, like I need more space, more space. Well, and that number is skewed by a lot of condo units, right? Because just generally speaking, condo units, townhomes are the majority of the inventory of rental properties more so than detached homes. So it is very, that number itself is skewed towards where townhomes and condos are sitting. Like obviously a one bedroom condo is below that. Some two bedroom condos are below that, but some nicer ones are above that. So I'm assuming if you're looking for like a condo, that would maybe be a little bit easier than trying to find something with like two, three bedrooms, like a family looking for a home. Yeah. Yeah. But then there are townhomes or semis, but yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. It's just wild times. It really is. Maybe we're going to see a lower divorce rate. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think there, it's been high. Yeah. Right? Like coming out of the pandemic and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Well, that's when it happened for us. So yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But no, it's just wild. I think that something definitely just needs to be done because people are just in really overall bad situations. Not just like financially, but maybe they're staying in the situation that they shouldn't be just because of the cost of living. So it's unfortunate. It's sad. Yeah. Well, that's why I think it's good. I know we say this all the time and not to sell ourselves, but it's good to have the right people in your corner that can literally walk you through all your options from a lawyer to a mortgage agent, to real estate agent, to really understand like everything at play. And if you are going through a separation or divorce, looking at what are rents, if I keep my house, what are my options? If I go buy something out, like running the numbers, like detailed on all your options. I know we did that for ourselves, but I think that is the smartest decision and not making an emotional decision in that. And then looking back and being like, oh, I made a bad financial decision that was driven by, you know, rushing into something. So I think I learned that, that I think that's the benefit of having that 
year period that you have to be separated. And I think it's because then you can't file for a divorce. So you are making the right financial decisions a year later once you've like talked to lawyers, done like all the steps, gone through the process. So yeah. And also just working with someone that will be there through the entire process because a lot of, you know, agents, they want quick transactions. So if you're working with somebody that is going through a situation like this, it's less transactional and more, you know, building that relationship because it is going to take time. Yeah. And you know this, like my mom went through a divorce, like my parents split, they're both in real estate. And when they split, my mom was like, worked with my dad for years and then went on her own. And the reason that she is so successful and she's done so well, but the first few years she primarily worked with a lot of women that went through a divorce because they resonated with her because she understood that process. And then she always says she attributes that to her success was that, you know, she really cared and took a genuine approach. And I mean, like I do the same thing. It's one of the biggest transactions in your life, but it is great to be able to work with people that like understand that process. So yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. Well, this was a great episode. Yeah. I'm so happy. And uh, thanks everyone for joining us. We're going to drop episodes every other Tuesday. Yep. So stay tuned and subscribe.